Welcome back to Factory Sealed, everybody. It is February 20th, 2014. My name is Eric Peterson. Joining me today is Jess Clarkson. Yay! Quit your celebrating. You have nothing to be happy about. <laughs> Kevin Byers back. Hey, everybody. Wow, you're... Hey. Do you normally sound that crappy that on a Thursday? Exciting? No, more, it's like you just happy. sound like crap. It's, it's sounding trashy to me, too. Yeah, it sounds really bad for me, too. Maybe you should <laughs> drop the call and come Good back. Good job, Eric. Hey, I'm not... Aaron's not here. Stepping in, Mr. Oliver Aguilar. Hey, guys. How's it going? I'm waving at my camera like it's, I'm used to nowadays, it's but... It's not on. Apparently, that's not how it works no. so on this show. We pulled Oliver in to actually pull an Aaron, so you're still going to get that lovely, <laughs> I have to leave. We're just trying to keep the consistency. Uh, I, I'm running a good hour. <laughs> I, I, I got a good hour, so let's, let's make it a quality hour. We'll make it a solid hour, huh? Kevin, are you even yep. still there, or did you just did you fall off? No, I'm still here. Oh, Where there you go. Be? Now you sound, I, I don't know, you were sounding like crap for a minute. That was you. That was your crap screwing everything up. I don't know how it's my crap when it's not my crap. Well, we'll get better crap. Yeah. We missed last week, guys. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I was updating my uh, my podcast list, and I noticed that the uh, Factory Sealed wasn't updated or did not have another show. So I'm like, oh, they ruined their streak. Yeah, we did totally ruin our streak. Mm-hmm. Too bad. We ruined our streak a while ago, though. But, oh well. How's everybody doing? Have you guys been been weekly lately? We have been. We've been trying, but with the uh, with the whole kid drawing closer, things are getting a little bit more cramped. Impending child. Yeah, we actually just had an appointment today, and and baby's on the brink of exploding out. So. I'm trying to come up with new terms like sliding out doesn't really like that's not going to be it slipping out I, I don't know I feel like I'm going to be that dude in the delivery room cracking jokes about shit and then the doctor is going to be totally unamused <laughs> he's going to be like sir this is a serious situation right now yeah, but it's, like, I don't think I could ever take that seriously. Absolutely like, you're going to have a child come out of your body. That's not something that you want to be super serious about. No. <laughs> it's funny. It's a watermelon-sized human coming out of a... That. It's funny. It's like slapstick. <laughs> it's I true. Know. I hope Christy doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> She usually lays in bed playing on her iPad and listens to the one-sided show, and she's like, you guys talk about some weird stuff. Like, you're only hearing my side of crap. <laughs> we still talk about some weird stuff, though. I know, we do. We do. So, how's everybody doing? I don't care about Jess or Kev right now, because I know all they want to talk about is hockey. What yeah, if that's all hockey. Oliver wants to talk about too. Damn it, I forget I've got three Canadians on this show here. Yeah, we outnumber you this show. That's crazy. I didn't get to watch watch the game, but uh I saw the highlights. 
So let's talk about curling first because the I feel fuck? like that kind of takes back seat a little bit and I, our curlers are fantastic. I want to interject just real quick um, to so, sort of ask Eric. You said you had Tim Hortons in um, – is it just in that one arena? Yes, just in the jobbing.com arena. I'm one because it's uh it's roll up the rim time around here. I'm wondering if uh it'll oh, be yeah. if if those are going to be available at, at that Tim Hortons. This was just like one of those. It almost looked like a portable barista type place where they didn't. Oh, it was they had two things on the menu: coffee and hot chocolate, and that was it. Oh, I thought it was like a, a permanent stand in the arena that like no. the Canadians lobbied for. Well, it was it's, <laughs> it's permanent, like it's permanently in that location, but. They don't. They don't have like any of the big machines. They've just got the big coffee maker, and then they pour that into one of the vats that they pump the coffee out of into oh. the cup and hand it to you, and that's it. Well, I mean, the roll up the rim thing is just a, a coffee cup with like prizes under the rim. But where would yeah, I redeem those prizes? At, at Tim Hortons. At Tim Hortons, because usually it's like free free donut or free coffee or but whatever. They don't have like this one. Right, it's, it's literally yeah. a stand, and they just have five people behind the counter just pouring shit into cups and like putting it on the counter because people are just flying by grabbing it. Yeah, I guess you're right. Too yeah, bad. but right now is a very good time to be Canadian. We have curliers, curliers, yeah. curliers. <laughs> hockey, and roll up. That's. The trifecta. I kind of wish I would have been in Canada around roll up the rim time. It's really not as exciting as you think it is. No, but I from the, off. the way that you guys make it sound. Especially oh. if you don't drink coffee like me, everyone's like, oh, it's roll up the rim time. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. You like tea, though? No. I don't drink coffee, but I love tea. If they don't serve liquor, Kev wants nothing to do with it. But when I was younger, I used to work for Tim Hortons. Oh, and I was one of those people who worked for Tim Hortons when roll-up happened. I said, like, I'm sorry, I can't have the roll-up cup. I have to have the playing cup because it's against the rules to play if you work for Tim Hortons. You know what I would do? <laughs> That's embarrassing. I would take you a... You do seem like one of those sticklers who would, like, no, no. Yeah, no I'm... kidding. <laughs> Everyone else is just like, yeah, I'll take as many cups as you give me, and I'll just give them to my friends if I win. So, and then there's me. <laughs> Jess, let me ask you this. Did anybody ever take the cups, drop them on the floor, and then throw them away so their friends could get them out of the dumpster? No, maybe. I would have thought they just like, friends, accidentally sure. did that. Because <laughs> when I was working for uh, a... Uh, it wasn't a department store. It was kind of like a, like a Target. It's like a step between Target and Walmart. is a store called ShopCo. And I was in charge of like unloading semis and shit like that. And I worked with a couple guys that come to find out they were dropping stuff off the truck. Like there was a, there was a little two or three inch gap between where the truck met the building. And as we're unloading crap, they'd see something they'd want like games or CDs and DVDs and just drop them through that slot. And then after work, walk out and grab them. It's like the fish tank story all over again. What fish tank? Oh yeah. Fish tank full of games. Come on. Do you even listen to your show? I don't. I don't even participate. I'm just on autopilot at this point. <sighs> yeah. Great time to be Canadian, for sure. Yeah, aren't we second overall of the medal count? Yeah, do you know who's first? Uh, the country that spends 
$150 million more than any other country on their athletes? Is yep. that who's first? Yep. No, but it depends on how you're counting the medals. Okay, because... I've got a bucket of hairs here. You want to split those two? We're in first. <laughs> no, you're in second in terms of like gold oh. is worth X number amount. Silver is worth X number amount. Norway's kicking ass. We have way more medals than you guys ever could hope to have. You have it's, five more medals. Yeah, it is always like that though, because yeah, you got the, uh, America spends so much money on their athletes. Yeah, so much because we can't have Canada constantly beating us. And you're not. Well, yeah, at least we beat you to. at all the important things, right? To. I would hope you guys get gold in hockey. Like, I'd be honestly disappointed if you got anything less than just blowout gold. But today was. Like, in all of the schools, I canceled my class early so my students could go watch the hockey game. Jesus. They were all over the university. All of the TVs were, like, all watching hockey. It was screaming, shouting. It was crazy. That's nuts. Yep. So, that was, that, that's it? That's, it was... No, the, the Bob, the two-man bobsled... Two women bobsled and got gold, didn't they? Yep. Yeah, that huge chick. She's huge. <laughs> she's a beast. Was she both? Never mind. She must have oh, been the dude. one in the back who was pushing the bobsled. Either that or she was both people. <laughs> what else? Curling? What, what's, cur- you... what's the curling update? Curling, we won gold today. Women's? Women's. Did you guys see the speaking of of bobsled? Did you guys see when they were doing the trial runs? There was a guy that was doing the luge that came around the corner, fell off his sled, rode around the corner on his face, and then his sled slipped up behind him, and he got back on it and finished and qualified. No, <laughs> no. I didn't see that? That, was that is awesome. kind of pathetic for the people who didn't qualify. <laughs> the, guy, the guy who who did the race on his face is better than they are. Oh, it was man. pretty insane because you could tell the entire time. Because last Winter Olympics, that guy fell off his sled around the corner and died. You know, he gets yeah. slammed into the pole. And you could tell his whole time he's just laying on his face going, don't die, don't die, don't die. Oh, I'm back on my sled. Here we go. But that's like skeleton. People yeah. who do skeleton are crazy. Yeah. They're, yeah. S- they're stupid. Wild. So, yeah, I suppose you guys deserve the gold. We there, there's no way America should have lost a two point lead, but whatever. Um, who I, I'm really disappointed in though is the Jamaican bobsled team. I wanted like a Cinderella story for them to get gold <laughs> so bad, so badly. They were they have, even there? Come on, they were. They, were. they didn't have John Candy coaching them though. That's why. And, like, they had, their equipment didn't come on time. <laughs> like, <laughs> they had Reddit, or Reddit raised a bunch of money for them, didn't they? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Because everyone loves the Jamaican bobsled team. It's just, just it's because just, the movie's so good. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, like, sort of a novelty, which sort of sucks, but, I mean, they, they gave it their all. Yeah. They came in second last because... The other team was disqualified or didn't complete or something, so they didn't completely, completely <laughs> lose. No, I was thinking about the the bobsled and the skeleton and everything like that. Like, how much skill is there really? To I mean, you are cramming yourself into a metal tube and just hurtling yourself down a track. I mean, what 
obviously you have to to lean at the right times, but is it just go down this and hope you don't die? That's the one thing that I like am not super excited watching bobsled is you can't really watch the skill. You're not like, wow, look at that awesome turn. Yeah. Well, it's like any track racing, right? They have to they have to pick the right lines and they have to navigate the the, the course properly. And there is actual like skill to it where yeah, the guys have to lean and like shift their weight. And I I was just told this, but there's like actual like a cable like uh, steering system which I wasn't aware of. Huh. That's sort of like steer the 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 blades on the on the front of their um bobsled and i'm like oh okay well then yeah so it is kind of like a i, I don't want to say automotive sport but like a course racing sport hmm. if anyone's from toronto if you go to the science center in toronto you can actually pretend to race in a bobsled which is kind of cool and they have the cable thing Wow. Well, I can pretend to race in a bobsled right now. It you just doesn't get, mean it's going to do anything. You can just get super drunk and sit in your bathtub. It's the same thing. <laughs> Shut up. They have that and they have wheelchair races. Wheelchair they races? Like wheels. they push them down the bobsled course in a wheelchair? No, you have to like wheelie yourself on like stationary, like instead of stationary bikes, it's stationary wheelchairs. Oh, man. Toronto Science Center is where it's at. Wait, stationary wheel. So it's a chair. yes okay i'm just trying to wrap my head around a stationary wheelchair (laughs) i don't okay well (laughs) i think i'm I'm, i think on that note we should talk about some video games for sure i know that jess and i were hopefully playing uh, one of the same games. I know that Kev's got some stuff to talk about, but since Oliver is going to have to pull an air, and let's let's talk about Oliver. Oliver, you've been playing any old games lately? Uh, not really. But um, I was looking on Steam, and they're having a Ubisoft sale, and I kind of really want to buy Blacklist. Blacklist. Huh? Falling into retro. By Eric's definition of retro, yes, that is very retro. <laughs> Super retro. It's last year, right? Yeah. I do have a question for you, though. I saw this recently about um, the non-canonical or canonical or however the hell you pronounce it, Metal Gear Solid games or Metal Gear games. And there's one in the list that I was not aware of that even existed, and it's for the Game Boy Color. Ghost Babble. So you have heard of it. In, in the West, it did not have the subtitle yes, Ghost Babble. Um, I, I, have you played is, it? Was it only a Japanese game or was it... No, it, uh, was it, uh, it came West, but it did not have the subtitle Ghost Babble. Oh, wasn't aware of that. And no, I haven't played it. Okay. Just wanted your thoughts on that. Nothing, nothing else to add? Uh, yeah, that's the one, that's one I've kind of, like, sort of written off and playing, because Game Boy Advance, like, how am I ever going to play that? Yeah. Well, they were talking yeah. about Metal Gear Acid and, and games like that, too, and technically... Oh, yeah, right, Acid. Technically, those games, uh, they're not even really Metal Gear games. They're just a card game with Metal Gear slapped over the top, but... Um, the Game Boy, the Game Boy one was probably the most intriguing, aside from the one for the N gauge, the Metal Gear Solid Mobile, which, after looking into that even more, is supposedly just a huge pile of shit. Yeah, 
<laughs> but I want to play it because ever since I went on that whole Metal Gear kick last year, I thought I played them all, and I, apparently I missed a couple. Yeah, you know what? I don't even think about like the the Game Boy ones, and even like yeah, the the Acid series. I've completely forgotten about those. Have you ever played the Acid ones? Yeah, I've played both through both of them, and I actually really like those games. Hmm. Yeah, they're weird. It was weird. Like it was one of those things where I got a PSP just for those games. Jeez. And and yeah, just and it was a thing where like yeah, I. I <laughs> I dealt with I dealt with like shitty like game mechanics and all that type of stuff for the sake of a, a Metal Gear game, which yeah. for me, surprise, surprise. Well, that was kind of like um, Metal Gear Portable Ops. I tried playing that on the original PSP and just couldn't do it. That's that's a shame because Portable Ops. Well, yeah, Portable Ops was super shitty, but the storyline is actually pretty good. And I feel like with some of those Metal Gear, those older ones, you you have to kind of experience it. You can't just go online and read about it. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. Well, maybe you can contribute thoughts to some of the games we've played. Kevin, I want to hear about what you played. You gave me a taste of it, but let's let's hear it. I didn't give you any taste of it. I just told you what I was playing. I know. That's the taste you gave me. Is it? That counts as a taste? Dude, you wet my lips with it. Did I? All right. I am playing the Sega Genesis Classic Fantasy Star Four. Shit, those games are. I don't even know. I don't even know what year this came out. I kind of would be interested to check. I think it was like ninety four or something. Close. North America is ninety five. Ooh. Fantasy Star games are. Was it ninety four in Japan though? Ninety three. Because if it was, then that counts as a win. Damn it! Right in the middle. Yeah, not even close. Tell me about so, yeah, Fantasy I'm, Star. Uh, what's that? Tell me about Fantasy Star, because I think a lot of people, when they hear this, associate it with Fantasy Star Online from the Dreamcast, and then after that. So. That's yeah, all I hear when I'm not sure about I Fantasy hear. Star Online. I'm sure Fantasy Star Online is a lot like Final Fantasy XI was, and by that I mean really bad. Yeah. Uh, well, but, it but was this progressive. Is like, Okay, sure. This is like uh, like classic old school JRPGs, like all the old Final Fantasies, like one to six, and you have a party of five in this game, which is pretty cool. Shit, uh, there's there's a lot of what was that? It's progressive. Yeah, very progressive. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of things in this game that you don't see in a lot of RPGs. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you have your basic attack and you have your spells, but then each character also has skills that they can use, which you get more skills as you level up. So so one of the skills that you can get is, like, the main character of the game could use a cross-slash attack where you attack twice and it does massive damage. And you get it at, like, level 4 or something. But every every couple levels you get it, you can use it an additional time before resting. So it's like a, like a daily type of thing or, like, a once-per-game type thing. Hmm. So you start with one, and then every couple levels you, you gain another use of it. So as you gain more levels, you get not only more mana and, and better spells, but you get more uses of your powerful skill abilities. 
and and everybody has different ones too. So it sounds like with this one, it would be beneficial at the very beginning of the game to just sit and level grind. Uh, you can level grind, but from what I remember, this is actually my third time playing it through. Oh, geez. The first two times, I never finished it. The first time I started playing it was when I had to rent it from the store back when I was like 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And never finished it that time. Then I downloaded again like six or seven years ago on PC and then just dropped off playing it. And this is the third attempt. But from what I remember, none of the boss fights were, were all too difficult. So, I mean, you don't have to level grind that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing is, sometimes you have to level grind because when you get a new party member, they always start at level one, which is kind of a hassle. Although the entire party, that member starts as one? Not- yeah, so if, if your entire party is level 17 and you get a new party member, that person will be level one. Didn't Soikoden do something like that too, where there was like 101 different characters you could collect and then or recruit, and then each one that you got, it was pretty much the same thing back at, at level zero? I, Maybe? To me, that kind of discourages getting new people in the party. Yeah, because then you're starting from zero. Unless it totally well, sucks. They do yeah. it in such a way that, like, the person that you get will be either the fifth party member, or, like, let's say I were to get the. I know that the next person that I get in my party, when that happens, two people are going to leave my party. Oh. So it's so, not like you have a whole list of characters you can choose from to swap out? Uh, that does happen, but that's kind of at like the halfway point in the game. Mm-hmm. So once you have all the characters and once they're all at a level that's manageable, then you can start picking and choosing and selecting your party. Hmm. Uh, but this game also has the Final Fantasy VII thing. I guess Final Fantasy VII technically might have stole it from this game, but where you have a main character for a certain percentage of the game and then they just flat out get killed. For no reason other than just to kill off a character. Well, no, for no reason uh, other than to to make you hate the antagonist more, right? Gotcha. Like they did with Sephiroth and Ares. Yeah. So, yeah, like, the person in the game who the first time I was playing through, who I thought was the main character, uh, ended up getting killed, and then all of a sudden you're playing this other guy who I kind of thought was a chump at the time. So they don't tell you up front at the beginning, here's your main character. It's just kind of like, this is your ragtag bunch of people. Well, if you start with two people, you're, uh, you're hunters in the, the local hunters guild. And the story of the game is that monsters have started appearing because of reasons. And you have <laughs> to course. find the reasons. <laughs> I think that's how every JRPG starts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Things were great yeah, until so, the monsters showed up. <laughs> so yeah, so one of the people in the party at the beginning is Alice, who is the the like most famous hunter in the land, and everybody knows her. And the other person, this is his very first mission. So I was thinking that Alice would be the main character because she's so important to the universe that they're building. Mm-hmm. And then like a quarter of the way through the game, she just get, gets killed. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that I really like about this game is they have uh, macros that you can program. Uh, 
So you wow. have, I think, eight slots of programmable macros where you can be like, okay, in this, if I, if I use macro one, let's say, it will be Alice is using her attack, and then Chaz is using his crosscut skill, and then uh, Han is healing. So it's just like sequences is, of events. Yeah, it, it just it lets you it do like common battle techniques just really fast. So like if you have one set up to have all your characters that can buff buff and then power attacks, like you can set it up for. Okay, this I'm fighting a boss, so obviously I want to use my buff macro. Or it sounds an awful lot like what Final Fantasy XII did with the Gambit system. It's kind of like the Gambit system, except uh, you have control of all your characters. Because twelve did it in that. Twelve was a wannabe you, MMO. Yeah, like you didn't have control of all the characters in twelve, if I remember. No, you basically set gambits and just kind of ran around. Yeah, like so that all the other characters were on autopilot. Yeah, but you can you can still when you choose not to use the macros, you can still go into the menus for each character and like choose their attacks and choose the targets. So and you can play that's it the one traditionally. Thing, yeah. That's the one thing with the macros, though. If you use, uh, like, a single target spell on a group of enemies in the macro, you don't have a choice as to who you actually shoot it at. Oh. So it'll just, it'll target somebody randomly. Is this, which is, does this game, when, if you set somebody to attack an enemy and then somebody else kills that enemy, will that, that other person still try to attack an enemy that doesn't exist? No, they'll switch to a different target. Okay. Because I know a lot of those old JRPGs, the one that I'm playing through currently, Lufia, does that, and it freaking drives me nuts. Um, the worst part about uh, this game is when you're actually moving around towns and trying to talk to people. Mm-hmm. If they start their walk animation while you're trying to talk to them, it registers as there being no one there, and there's actually two message dialogues oh. of hey, you probably shouldn't be wasting all this time, get back to work type of thing. And every time somebody moves and you screw up talking, you have to just click through that. It's like, okay, yes, I know. So even if you're just walking through town and accidentally hit the the talk button, it would give you that text? Yes. That would annoy the shit out of me. Yeah, it makes it so that you're actively making sure that you're talking at the right times. What and uh, it's all, it's also weird because obviously the first game was on a Sega Genesis, which had the A, B, C, X, Y, Z buttons. Mm-hmm. And trying to map that to an Xbox 360 controller <laughs> so I can play on my, com- on my computer is so difficult. <laughs> so this was this game was designed with the six-button Genesis controller. Yes. Wow. Well, it, you can you could have used the three-button, but you just probably wouldn't have been able to use all the macros. Or at least... No, you could have. It's just uh, they, the six-button one, if I remember right, uh, you actually selected when you started the game if you had a three-button or a six-button. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, it just moves some of the menu interfaces to the top buttons. Hmm. So the the entire series is on was on Sega consoles, right? Yes. That was kind of Sega's answer to Final Fantasy Final slash Fantasy. Dragon Quest. That's right. But uh, the thing about this series is, unlike all the Final Fantasies or Dragon Quests, well, Dragon Quest is a little different, but uh, these ones are all in the same world and 
follow the same storyline. I was going to say, because I think from what I remember, four follows the events of two. Uh, Four follows three, three follows two, two follows one. It's chronological. Are you sure? Yes. I'm gonna, I thought it followed something dumb. I thought it was something goofy where it skipped a game. No. I'm going to check. Uh, the original <laughs> Dragon Quest series. Fantasy Star 4 takes place a thousand years after the events of Fantasy Star 2. Great. Guess what happens in between Fantasy Star 2 and Fantasy Star 4. <laughs> okay, well played. <laughs> uh, this game is also... Like extremely highly sexualized for its time too, because I'm in a town right now, and I just found well, not right now, but where where I'm at right now, mm-hmm. there was straight up. I just walked through this door, and there's a whole bunch of strippers just dancing on a stage. <laughs> Sega didn't give a shit. <laughs> no, it's true. Sega games were were always way more adult themed for the time than than all the other consoles look at the entire dead or alive series that game is essentially softcore porn with a fighting game (laughs) tagged onto it shocked it's not a sega joint dead or alive tecmo yeah but it was on i don't know i'm just thinking yeah you're right it is tecmo (laughs) never mind (laughs) i played it on dreamcast so therefore it's a sega game okay yeah that makes sense but i mean like uh just to compare, when Super Nintendo was all worried about the Mortal Kombat 1 blood code and had to take it out of their version, mm-hmm. the Sega version still had the blood code. And well, it didn't had... even have a blood code. It just had blood, right? They didn't have to mask no, no, it. With you, the... you had to have the blood code. In, oh, really? Uh, in the in... original Mortal Kombat. Original Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat 2 is a free-for-all. So, right, yeah. the combat system, how is that laid out? Is it laid out traditional with team on the right and then enemies on the left or is it like some of the other ones uh, top bottom your team's on the bottom the enemies are on the top hmm. and that's pretty much the only way you can do it because having five party members and all of their stats all on the screen it's it, it would be clunky if it was left and right i suppose but yeah one of the segments in the game you talk to this person who's like the elder of this town and he says, well, do you want to know how we refine this ore? And you're like, no, I don't really care about that. Well, do you want to know about this thing? And you're like, no, I don't really care about that. And he's like, well, do you want to know the measurements of uh, that super famous hunter, Alice, who's in the party at the time? And I'm like, hell yeah, I want to know that. That's awesome. So then it starts lift- listing off the measurements. Uh, one of the walkthroughs I was reading... Uh, I don't know if it was a bad translation that guy was playing or if he's just really dumb, but he thought that they were talking about uh, her height. Mm. And when the first number in your height is 36 and then (laughs) the guy starts to say 20-something and then gets punched out, it's like, I'm sorry, they're not talking about your height. What is 36, 24, 36? Yeah, that's... Well, no, uh, the the main... The character who's getting her measurements read off knocks the guy out. No, but, like, traditionally perfect proportions are 36, 24, 36. Oh, I was thinking about... I like big butts guy. Oh, yeah. 36, 24, 47. Okay, that would be... That's not right. (laughs) Could be right. Could be so right. I don't know what it is. All right, all the time. What's the uh, longevity on this game? 
if you remember, how long is it? Um, I think it's like 15, 20 hours. That's it's it? not that long. That's short for a JRPG. Usually by 20 hours, you're just finally starting to figure out what the hell's going on. You're just starting to figure out her measurements. Well, that's you. <laughs> you are right. I'm... play JRPGs way, way more fail than most people do. No way, man. I was, I, Final Fantasy 3, I was almost max level by the time I left that river. <laughs> I sat for four four hours and just level grinded that river. Okay, that's totally not even close to max level. but Oh, whatever. I didn't have any issues the rest of the game. <laughs> Fucking Ghost Train, that bitch is a pussy. <laughs> Good game, though, huh? I was re- I always thought the Fantasy Star universe is a little confusing. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not... I played a little bit of Fantasy Star 2 and a little bit of Fantasy Star 3 when I was younger, too. Mm-hmm. Uh... Incidentally, Fantasy Star 3 straight up had enemies that were just naked ladies. Okay. So, there's that. I don't know how I would feel about a JRPG series spanning as many titles as Fantasy Star has. Like, I kind of like the concept of Final Fantasy, how, yeah, it's the same franchise, but the games are broken up and it's just, it's it's a different... It's a different story in a different world, yet you know by it having the Final Fantasy name that at least before 12 and 13, you kind of knew what you were going to be getting. 10 and 13. 10 still yeah. kind of fell in the same. You, you still kind of knew what you are going to be getting. 12 was drastically different. 13 was, we don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> 13 was just like, yeah, we're going to make a game that makes us money. Here you go. We're going to take a bunch so, of mildly attractive women and make them really slutty and make three games out of it. So you're yeah. telling me Fantasy Star, the story of Fantasy Star is like all continue? Like, well, all it's continuations all, of the last? It's It's not straight continuations, but they build the story over the course of the games. So mm. every game that you play, you'll learn a little bit more backstory about the world and about events that happened in the past. Or but or you're not playing like the same characters. No, no, it's all always different characters. Okay. How <laughs> how does this one stack up against the very first one? Like, are they making drastic improvements over the course of these games? Like incorporating new. I'm assuming the gambit system wasn't there from the beginning. Not the uh, the macro system wasn't there from the beginning. Uh, from what I remember of three. Uh, three was really bad. Yeah, and this one isn't really bad. It's not great. I mean, it's not the best JRPG. I would still recommend people play like Final Fantasy games before they played this. But it's it's still a good game. It's fun enough. It does it does enough interesting things in it to make you sit down for a couple hours and play it. And if you like it, then it's easy enough to finish. Hmm. I suppose it's not that long. 15 hours. Anybody can plug through a 15-hour RPG. It's like a yeah. day. <laughs> you got that. Maybe when you're all snowed in with all that shit coming your way. Yeah. it's We get the... Right now, the lights are flickering a little bit. So if I cut everyone off, I apologize. Yeah, the What's whole show. What's happening over there? 
Well, it was raining, and then all of a sudden it started snowing, and the roads got pretty slippery, so people are being sucky babies right now. And, it's and has this been going on for a while? Uh, we had a crap ton of snow for here. Um, we haven't actually, usually we haven't melt at least once in the winter. We haven't had mm-hmm. any melting snow yet, so it's just been a lot of snow all of the time. Man. It's like we're like out west or something like that. Yeah, we're not do you guys, used do you guys, to it. Do you guys like lose your mind like people in Vancouver do, or do you guys no. sort of have like we're tougher than that? But we're not. <laughs> we're not like Alberta tough. Jesus, Alberta nobody's tough. Alberta tough. It's true, except like Northwest Territories tough. Yeah, they, we don't even compare. I don't even think they get time where there's snow melts so yeah apparently in the summers it can get like warm though yeah warm is in like minus 15 <laughs> <laughs> i only had to wear two sweaters instead of one <laughs> we're finally starting to hit uncomfortable heat down here it's getting up into the high 80s low 90s gotta turn it. is that like too hot or like it's kind of cooling off winters down that mean winters down here are great because they're in the 60s and 70s but then summers down here suck dick i could not handle that much heat i think i would like cry what did i say the trend the the conversion was like 45 to 50 degrees celsius on average down here you would just sweat all of the time you really don't because there's not a lot of moisture in the air you yeah, just... no, it's true. When I was down there, it was it was uncomfortable, but it wasn't because I was sweating. It was just Whoa. because it was like getting hit in the face with a shovel made of heat, like a sauna. <laughs> yeah, you'd walk Nothing out like into our the sauna is humid. What about like hot yoga? Uh, assuming that I was ever yeah. the type of person that would do hot yoga, it might be like hot yoga. What's hot <laughs> yoga, Jess? Is it like they is stick yoga everyone in a really hot room? Okay, like but they that's stick like you 40 in a sauna? Degrees, right? Yeah, I think I forgot how much like Bikram yoga is supposed to be a specific heat. Let's look this up. It would be oh. like doing hot yoga, except not doing yoga and just sitting in the room. Yeah. Yeah, we're kind of, trying, Oh, the, it's supposed to the rooms are heated to 105 degrees Fahrenheit or 40 degrees Celsius. Holy shit. Take that Jesus. 12 degrees higher, and that's the average summer day down here. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, when I was down there and it was plus 47 sometimes, <laughs> it was like, wow. Yeah, Thanks for inviting me, Eric. When I went to Vegas, it was like about 40 degrees, and but it was like a dry desert heat, and I was yeah. totally okay with that. Yeah, it's not it's not terrible. It's uncomfortable, but it's actually more dangerous because you don't, you don't really... Like, your body's not saying you're dehydrated because you're not sweating all that much. You're just... I was going to say, you'd sweat all your makeup off. It would be horrible. No, you don't. You really don't sweat much down here. Except when you sit in your car and it's leather seats and you don't have window tint. They have cooled leather seats now. That's a thing. Leather seats that cool your butt. I don't even know why somebody would buy leather seats if they lived in a place like that. My sister lived down here for three months during the summer for an internship and her car had leather seats. Like, I refuse to ride in your car unless I have a towel. They're sort of (laughs) shitty, like, all year round, because in in the winter, 
like they're just cold and hard. Yeah. And then in the summer, yeah, they get But hey, like, there's that hot. beautiful transition period between winter and summer and then summer and winter that's just great with leather, but that's about it. <laughs> so, Jess. Yes. Did you play Space Station Silicon Valley? I did. And I have to say that it was a very interesting experience because the copy that I, of the game that I had had this random glitch where the characters didn't have heads. <laughs> so I was very confused at first because I was like, okay, the cutscenes, maybe that's just something wrong with the cutscenes, whatever. And when, when you first started running around playing the dog, you played dog. He didn't have a head. So I was like, how is this a dog? It was just this circle. You didn't think to... round circle. You didn't think to acquire another copy? Oh, I tried. Oh. Like four copies. And it just didn't work. Hmm. So I think it was the emulator. Probably. But, but you're, a huge, you're a huge animal rights person. And this game has you murdering <laughs> hundreds of animals. Literally, that's um, that's the entire point of the game is kill animals, defenseless, but, cute, cuddly animals. Okay, so, so two things that made me feel better about this: uh-huh. a, they weren't really animals; they were like robots. No, they were not robots. They were robots. They were not. Here's the premise of the game: you are hurtling through space in your in, in your mobile laboratory. When you come to this planet and somehow crash into it, that's about as thin as the story is. And you are a tiny, you're a you're a mobile computer chip that can walk around and you can take over animals because they're computers. No, they're, they're not. I think it jacks into the brain and takes over the electrical impulses. I think that's what it is, but. That doesn't explain so, the dogs with rockets on them. Exactly. <laughs> robots. Robots. They're robots. And no, no, dog, like, dog, with, dog with rocket. It makes sense. Yeah. And then you like search them on that little computer thing. And they're all ones and zeros and all of that shit that signifies that's, I'm a robot. No, that's how a computer processes information is ones and zeros. And you, the main character, are a computer. So is the robot. <laughs> you are. I don't think so. I'm going to maintain. I'm going to maintain that all of these animals are actual animals, and then the ones with the rocket packs and the wheels for feet have just been modified with prostheses. But how are these animals surviving on a space station without food? They're eating the grass, and they're eating each dogs other. Dogs don't eat grass, or else they vomit. The dogs eat the the mountains of sheep that you've murdered to get through the gate. False. B, so, I was pretending that you, because they were robots, you were putting them to sleep and just hitting, like, sleep mode on them. Because when you take them over, how are they going to become alive again? Hey, Jess. If they're not sleeping. Robots don't cry when you murder them. These sheep, these <laughs> sheep were heard? clearly in pain. <laughs> no. So there's really no point to this game. Like, the entire game is just... It's this radial wheel of little tiny missions, and they range from, hey, I need some need some carrots, and I need the house lights turned on, and you're a mouse with 
jetpack and wheels and you need to like each animal has different abilities like the the sheep can jump and then float over distances the sheep can float in water the dog can't float in water so much sense you know what they are robots because when the dog goes in water he starts shocking mother bitch damn it okay i'll give you that um i lost my train of thought with that that epiphany (laughs) <laughs> so the dog just has his basic jump and bite and then um th- th- there's rocket dogs that can shoot rockets at everybody and there's foxes that can like do this lightning bolt dash and pretty much every animal serves a purpose for getting through the level and you don't actually play as any specific animal they'll start you as one but the whole point is to kill something else to get your next objective to get another animal to kill and then go to the next objective, kill another animal. So the whole point is kill animals. It's to put them to sleep so you can overpower their AI brains. I think it's resetting them. I think it's because they're, they're sad, they're depressed and you are mercy (laughs) killing them. Like you're the superior being coming through and you're saying, you know what? Your quality of life is crap. I'm just going to kill you. No. So how many levels did you get through, Jess? Um, only like two because I got really frustrated with the goddamn lack of heads. And <laughs> I couldn't see, you know, those energy things that you're supposed to get? Yeah. Yeah, all I saw were the shadows because I couldn't actually see the energy balls. Yeah, or there's... like the flowers didn't have tops. It was kind of frustrating. Going back, I I had really fond memories of this game as a kid because it was so different and and so unique. Um, but it it didn't age well. It's still fun to play just to, to just to kill all the different types of animals, and then as you <laughs> as you kill them, it adds them to your animal. I've killed this index. Swear I'm not a psychopath, but but what? I I like to kill animals. Is where you're going with that? No, I'm just it's it's cool. It's like gotta collect them all, except gotta kill them all, and you fill up your little roster, and they've got different worlds. Like your first one, you start out in in like this little farming community, and then the second world, you're in the snow, and I don't remember what the third world is, but the penguins suck. I hated the penguins because they can't walk, they don't have a stupid skill, and they're hard to kill. So, Space Station Silicon Valley. It's worth playing if you have a copy where your characters have heads. Um, yes. I played also, what was it called? Hold on. Oliver, do you have any questions about Space Station Silicon Valley? Yeah. Okay. Tons, actually. Like, what is the... <laughs> What is this game on or from? It's from Nintendo sixty like four. Sounds it's a Nintendo sixty four. Yeah. Holy, this game sounds super obscure. Like it's, even for factory sealed standards, it is real obscure. And the only reason that I knew of it was my uncle at one point when I was a kid said, "Hey, my friend brought this game over and I played it, and I think it's just dumb enough that you might like it." <laughs> so I went down to the local Mr. Movies and they happened to have a copy of it. So I rented it and never returned it. And then they went out of business and then so I didn't have to bad. pay the three years worth of late fees. 
I need to Google this because, like, I am just completely maybe like the, the the cover will sort of jog my memory, but I have no idea what this game. is. I have yet to ever come across anybody else who's even heard of this game. Can, what's the what's the title again? Station Space, Sta- Space Station Silicon Valley. Holy, geez. you're so bad stealing <laughs> from the library. It wasn't the library; it was Mister Movies. They were assholes anyway. Their late fees were way too expensive. Well, yeah, it encouraged you to not return games late. I was eight. No oh. response. Oh, wait, no, I was older game. than that. Crap. I was like 12. Crap. Yeah, I have no idea what this game is, and I've never heard of it before, never seen it in my life. It's cool, man. Just At least just to play. <laughs> It's I mean, cool. it was at its time. It was it was mildly well received, just because it was. Th- there's definitely a comedic value to it. Um, the game never even tries to take itself seriously, so I think on, I'm looking at Metacritic, and overall, it got a score of 83. It looks like it's still holding strong at holding strong. Man, these N64 graphics, hey? They're not very good, but it was made no. by Take Two. So, um, I'm trying. What 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 have they made recently? Wasn't uh, they were the Grand Theft Auto series? They did Bioshock, Borderlands. I mean, it was. Let's see. It was published by Take Two. Sorry, developed by DMA Design. Who the hell? What else did they make? Let's look. Yeah, yeah. Take Rockstar Two North. is just kind of a pusher, isn't it? DMA is formerly or Rockstar North is formerly DMA. No way! Grand Theft Auto Five. This is this is the pedigree of this, Grand Theft Auto Five. This eh? is where it came from. <laughs> yeah. Oh we, yeah, you, you can see influences for sure. Yep. There's hookers in the later levels. <laughs> Lots of marijuana. I don't know. I like. It's one of those games I'm not ashamed to actually tell people about because it's it's fun. It's honestly a fun game. The the controls are super shitty. The camera you've got very limited control of. Uh, when you're comparing it to games the likes of Mario 64, where you can pretty much rotate your camera around you at any time, this one it's very, very limited. Um, if you're anywhere even remotely close to a wall, it won't let you move the camera around. And some of the m- movements that you have to do are very precise. Like the, the mouse is the only one who can rock it over gaps. And if you can't line it up properly because you can't see behind you to line it up, a lot of times you're, just yeah. get, you're guessing. And it just kind of sucks. Lots of fun. Play it, could you could, could you control your camera in Mario 64? Yes, the D-pads. You could move it around. And then you could even go first person. Really? It wasn't super great. No, but that's how you... There's that very early level, the Fortress... Um, the block fortress where you got up to the top and you had to walk across that wooden plank after you kicked it down. You'd always have to, to, to walk up to it and then go into first person mode to like perfectly make sure you're lined up before you ran across. Man, that's something else. I don't remember Mario 64 much actually. So there you go. I once proclaimed Mario 64 is my favorite game of all time though. (laughs) Because that's when, right when it came out, and like like anybody else, I was my mind was blown, and I'm mm-hmm. like, holy crap! Future video games right here. 
Best game ever. Don't remember. Best game NA. So coming from someone who's never even heard of this game, does it sound like something you'd be interested in, at the very least trying? Uh, to put it like lightly, no. Why? What? <laughs> what's not selling you on this? Mass animal murder? Shitty controls? All of the above. Mm. It's... Because, like, looking at these pictures, like, for one, I don't I don't get down with emulators and, like, uh, retro games like you guys do. And, but thanks for having me on your show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, like, none of this none of this really grabs me. Yeah. I suppose. It's, it didn't age well. It really... It doesn't play well. It doesn't look good. The audio is terrible. But the game's fun. I, I enjoy it. It's one of those that every now and again I'll pop in for a few laughs here and there. It's like the early days of 3D and especially like all this type of stuff. It just looks Shitty. terrible to me. Yeah. And like. Well, what's what kind of surprises, not surprises me, I guess. But when you've got games that looked and played as well as Mario 64 releasing alongside games like this. You know, you could definitely tell that developers are still just kind of figuring out this this whole mm-hmm. new 3D thing. And provided, I guess, look at N64 3D was generally a lot uglier. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually looking looking at pictures of Mario 64, and it looks a lot better than I remember it. Oh, yeah, Mario 64 has aged really well. Like, there was a ton of love that went into that game. And that game was a launch title, too. Have we played yeah. that on here? No. We have not yet. Why not? Hey. Yeah, that game would. That game sounds like it is, like, bang on for your show. Space Station? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I don't want to... I don't want to blow that load too soon, though. All oh, right, we're only thirty-seven episodes in. I don't want to. I don't want to peak too early. For real. So, Jess, I'm so sorry. As soon as we play Mario, it's all downhill. That's yeah, it. That's we may the, as well just the pinnacle. We may as well write ourselves off at that point. We're done. I know. So, Jess, what else did you play? You said you were playing something else too. Um. Can you? What is the game called? That I can't think of. Conquers. Oh, you started playing more Conquer, huh? Yeah. So Which I just was hilarious. I, was I correct in my description of lots of poop? <laughs> <laughs> so much fart. So <laughs> much fart. So much poop. It was ridiculous. Um. Shit. Sorry, guys. Are you being beckoned away? Um, almost. We're going to hold you till the last second, till you have to pull yeah. a, hey, sorry, gotta no, go. No, let's hear about Conkers. Because uh, that, that was a game I remember playing. Yeah, we talked about it a bit last week, but yeah, it was absolutely just poop everywhere. Farts. <laughs> so much farts. So ridiculous. That poor little cheese mouse that you talked about last time. Oh, yeah. I felt really bad for him. Did you make it through the first boss, the the Great Mighty Pooh? No. Did you get to the Great Mighty Pooh? No. Did you get to the cows exploding diarrhea? Yes. Best part of the game. With the prune juice? Yes. 
Yep. I feel like you guys are just trolling, and it's not actually poop, but it just kind of looks like no, it. No, it is clearly no, poop. poop, and they even talk about it. <laughs> like the guy, the guy that the the dung beetles that live in that house as you walk in give you a gas mask. But it is oh. so like the whoever wrote the script for it. Hilarious. I feel like it was just a room like, full of 13-year-olds. <laughs> but some of the jokes are way too, like, awesome to be a 13-year-old joke. So maybe they had a 13-year-old consultant. Like, hey, what's... I think they would have a 13-year-old consultant. What's funny at the lunch table? And then they... You know, everything just comes back farts and poop. And then they're like, let's build a story around this. Because Yeah, some of them are absolutely hilarious. Oh, yeah. Just listening to the conversation about between some of the people and how they interact with Conker, and you can tell Conker's just like, "Okay, you're kind of an asshole. I'm gonna keep going on my way." Like the dung beetles are the the your typical 1950s greasers, and they're just dicks. And the like alcohol references made my life. Like, I did not feel like an alcoholic when I played that game. <laughs> I felt like I could drink more and not be judged. <laughs> Pretty good. That's funny. Well, on that note, I have to bow out oh. slightly ungracefully. Well, thanks for coming on, Oliver. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm terribly sorry, and I really, really, really do want to do a full show at one point or another. I'll let you know what we're playing for next week, and maybe you can join us. Okay. Okay. When do you guys usually record? Wednesdays, right? When, no, usually Thursdays, now that Kev can't do Wednesdays, so... Mm, see, that's tougher because I've got dodgeballs on. I can't Thursdays. normally do Thursdays. Okay, we need we'll, to figure this out. We'll find a yeah, new day off air. terrible conversation right now. <laughs> okay, bye, like Oliver. Like I said, bowing out ungracefully. Where can, we find you, you on, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, OJ <laughs> underscore A underscore. <laughs> I'm just trying to milk that as much as I can until you change it. That's the best Twitter handle ever. <laughs> it's tough. Uh, thanks again. Yeah. Good uh, talking to you, Jess. Thanks virtually seeing you. Yeah, but totally. not seeing you because hey, uh, makeup. Hope you survive through the through that uh, storm. Thanks. We'll try to tough it out. Kevin Eric. Until next time. Bye bye. Yes, indeed. All right. Have a good night, everybody. You too. Bye. Bye bye. All right. Did we play anything else this week? Um. No. No. We got a short show this week, guys. But should we be talking about our game challenge? Fuck that. <laughs> oh, what? I, What's going on here? Did you... <laughs> game Salad is a stupid, <laughs> stupid program that makes no sense. <laughs> All right, moving on. That, and I don't know if I really honestly have the time to be doing that right now. It makes so much sense. Can I fall back on the I have a kid on the way and I can't play games and make games at the same time? I have a thesis on the way. Yeah, so you probably should be focusing on that instead. Shut up. Let's postpone the game challenge. I still want to make it because my game is awesome. And it stars all of us in it. It's pretty funny. She showed me the title screen. 
Um, but in terms of the the timeline, it might it might be expanded a little bit. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to that, Kev. I don't know if you listened to that show, but we all agreed to make a game using Game Salad, and then see. I have no idea what a uh, I don't know what Game Salad is. It's basically the the very user friendly version to make iPhone and Android games. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be user friendly, but. It takes a small degree to figure it out on your own. But then that's what YouTube's for, I guess. So we'll we'll come back to that. Uh, you guys want to read some emails? Sure. Let's see. I got to actually open up the email client here. Filters, filters all of our emails. Um, I don't think we have that many this week. If you want to write us an email... Factory sealed at manatank.com. We will read it, I promise you. Um, we have one here from Ivan, and it's basically him talking to me about Shadow of the Colossus. So I don't know if that really constitutes an email question. <laughs> got, a, got an email from Jess Clarkson. Entire body reads BAM, <laughs> and it's a picture attached to it. That was the one I was trying to send you the uh, title screen. Gotcha. Grady Trexler writes in, Hello, Factory Sealed. It's me, your favorite listener. I'm writing in a couple of things in mind. Firstly, I'd like to correct something last episode. Jess incorrectly stated that ice hockey was the best hockey game. Oh, shit. Gauntlet Throne. Everyone knows Blades of Steel is the best. The game is so gimmicky, but it's amazing. I'd like you guys to play it for next week. Have you played Blades of Steel, Jess? Um, I don't know. I'm gonna... I have most definitely played Blades of Steel. Can you agree or disagree that it's better than... Oh, no. No, it's not. What's the one that Jess says is good? Ice hockey, the one with the little dudes with the huge heads. It's basically the NBA. Remember just the game called NBA for NES and how shitty it was? It's that, but hockey. Oh. Uh, All right, Blades of Steel is awesome, so I'm going to sign up on this guy's Blades of Steel train. No, this one is so much fun. It's so bad, and it's so good. I'm going to disagree and say that Mutant League Hockey is the best. I think that's uh, entirely too new, because that's Super Nintendo, isn't it? That's Genesis. We played it. Oh, Genesis. We didn't play Mutant so, League Hockey. We played Mutant League Football. I think I played Mutant League, League Hockey instead of football then. Mm. <laughs> Close. Close. Ice Hockey looks pretty shitty, Jess. It actually looks real it's... shitty. Please. It's amazing. Blades of Steel looks a thousand times better. I'm gonna, uh, I'll compare them. I will compare the shit out of them. He goes on yeah. to write, My other question is about emulators. For whatever reason, all the kids at school are now getting GBA emulators for their phone and playing Pokemon. The kids who once made fun of me for playing Pokemon now have the game on their phones. Do you like or dislike emulators, and what are your thoughts on the availability of them? Literally, if I wanted to, I could get any game for the GBA for free in a matter of minutes. Personally, enjoy going into a store and physically buying the game. It makes me more connected with the game. Anyway, love the show. Keep on podcasting. 
because this is a word. I hate when, I don't know, I have mixed feelings on that, but sometimes I just want to punch people in the face when they're like, haha, you're such a loser, and do this, and then all of a sudden that's cool to do, and I like it too. Sometimes I just want to just smoke them in the face. Yeah, because <laughs> they're mad at you for doing it, and then when they do it, they're mad at you for still doing it. But then you feel like a hipster, because you're like, ugh. I yeah. yeah, I don't know what the huge... Like, suddenly Pokemon is just rocketing back into popularity again. Even with people... He's right. Even with people that have never played Pokemon before, they're like, oh, you guys hear about Pokemon? Yeah. No, never. What is it? (laughs) I don't understand the emulators on the phone. Like, I'm all for emulators. I think it's great, and it makes a lot of really fantastic games accessible to people. Um, If you have the means to go out and purchase the, the console and the game, then do it. Um, but emulators on a phone are super, super dumb because you're never going to actually get the full experience of the game. The controls play like crap. The controls cover half the screen. I don't know. That's my take on it. Yeah, I played uh, Chrono Trigger on my phone before I had my tablet, and yeah, it was... It's not that it was bad, but it was just awkward. Well, even even games that don't require any sort of quick input, like forget trying to play Mega Man on your phone. It's just not going to happen. Um, there's something to be said about having those physical buttons there for your thumbs to feel where you're where you're at and what you're doing. I found that even like an RPG trying to move around, my finger would suddenly be way off the pad. Yeah, that's what happened to me all the time. It just doesn't it doesn't go well. I feel like people who are just going to play games on their phone should just stick to candy crush <laughs> or mpq for you kevin yeah, yeah, yeah. what are your thoughts jess we've talked a lot about our thoughts on uh emulators in previous shows so yeah i want to i want to actually get one for the android but i haven't actually done that yet they're really not worth it like the only the only game that i've even played a, a, a lot of is one of the Zelda Oracle of Ages and that even that it's like okay this sucks it's a it's a very simple game with two buttons but it sucks on a phone try it I mean you may like it unless you get one of those MOGA controllers I hear those actually make it halfway decent but then you look super dumb carrying this big ass controller around for your phone it like plugs into your port or whatever it's bluetooth um oh here i'll show you show you a picture of it i'm really not gonna look at it (laughs) no look at it seriously (laughs) i I could picture you having something like this oh my god so it's like it looks like an xbox 360 controller and then the middle folds up and it's got a support for you to put your phone in and then it bluetooth connects to it but at that point you may as well just have a ds or something like that Yeah, I accidentally clicked on the link that you gave me for ice hockey. <laughs> That's not a controller. Gigantor link. <laughs> oh, that is not attractive. No. I mean, could you imagine sitting on the bus or at in the break room at work with that stupid thing? I kind of want one, but you kind of might look like a silly bitch. Yeah. 
That kind of looks like those uh, Nvidia shields. When we were at E3, the shield. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no thanks. Ashton Morales writes in, "Hey, Factory Seal crew. Also, what's up, OJ underscore A underscore? <laughs> Terrible name. Go back to the swag we know and love." All right, non-gaming <laughs> question because I've run out of generic gaming questions to ask every week. If you could give 19-year-old you, which is my current age, one piece of advice, what would it be? As always, have a good week. Your best bud, Ashton. Hashtag Team Jess. Yes. If you go back in time, meet your 19-year-old self, what would you say? Can I just give myself, like, winning lotto numbers? No. No? No. Piece of advice that doesn't include information about the future. Ignore the really tall guy who talks to you at the bar. That's your, that's your husband. <laughs> <laughs> that soulless bastard. <laughs> oh. I think I would say do my master's earlier than I did it. Yeah. Yep. Because it could have been done two years ago. Yeah, that's uh, that's always good advice to actually try in school as opposed to just oh yeah, blowing it off and living the party life while in school. Yeah, I, I'm like, gonna... I mean, it was it was great fun, but I kind of wish I was making one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year right now. <laughs> yep i uh, I would tell myself go back, I, get a degree in something that you actually want to do. Yeah. Uh, I kind of fell victim to the whole teaching degree because everybody in my family was teachers. And granted, I enjoyed my time teaching. And, and subsequently, that experience has led me to where I'm at now. And I'm, I'm happy with it. But um, every single student that I taught in high school, they were talking to me about, well, what should I go in for? You know, what, I would ask them, what are you doing for your degree? And they're like, I'm going to do like liberal arts. I'm going to do theater. I'm going to do photography or zoology. It's like, fuck that. That You don't need a degree to do that shit. <laughs> don't get a degree in psychology. Don't get a degree in... Shut up. That's my undergrad. It's. I mean, I'm not trying to, to discredit it, but you can't do anything with it. Like a degree in linguistics? What are you going to do with that? Well, I mean, you can if you have a degree in linguistics and speak six languages, you can be like you could work for the military or like the UN or translator for private companies. Like you could do a lot with it, but but those aren't just like readily available jobs. Um, See, I think a lot of jobs like that are more readily available than people think. It's like you you hear about oh you know blah blah blah, but. How many linguistic majors do you know that know six languages? That's not necessarily what linguistics majoring is. It's just you have a thorough understanding of language. Yeah, and with a thorough understanding of language comes picking up languages extremely easy. I suppose. Because you understand the the patterns that evolve over yeah. a language. I just I, My cousin is graduating with his undergrad in theater arts. I'm like, okay, what are you going to do with that? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like, you have a degree in art history. Okay. I mean, granted, even as early as 15 years ago, the the mindset was still, you don't need a degree. You just, just get a degree in anything because that'll translate. They just want to see you have a, a degree. And then the market, or the, the economy dumped, and now people want actual 
degrees in shit that's relevant to the field. So the if I wanted to get a, a technology director position, I'm going to need to get a lot of years of experience. But if I had a degree in computer science, it'd be like, all right, here you go. Here's your job. Yeah, exactly. I wish I had gotten a degree in computer science. Like, oh, absolutely. I wish I had gone a techie route instead of going the route that I went. The other advice... Yeah, I agree because I was, I was really good at programming when I was taking my computer classes in school. But it was like... I didn't really care to continue it because I was more interested in having a great time at school. Oh, absolutely. I'm totally with you on that. I actually got kicked out of college twice. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to, like, I did. I was, like Kev, I was way more interested in just having a good time. And, and I got kicked out due to ineligibility and lost financial aid. But I was really good at writing appeal letters. So they let me back in. And the second time, they're just like, look, this is it. You got to get your shit together. And then something clicked and I 4.0'd out. <laughs> and I got to the end and my academic advisor is like, don't you kind of wish that you would have just tried right away? I could have graduated in three years, but instead it took me six. So go to school, get a degree that's worthwhile. Do something tech related. Oh, absolutely. Be a nerd. Absolutely. The computer world. The, the I think there's three kind of three fields that are always going to have jobs. Education is always going to have jobs. Uh, not in Canada. Public education. Do educa not go into education. Do not go into K-12 system here's, if you are in Canada. Here's the thing. If you are willing to move anywhere, you will always have a teaching job. Always. That's true. It That's might true. not make the most money, but you'll have stellar benefits, you'll have stellar retirement, and you'll have a job. Hands down. That's why I don't really regret my degree because I always have something to fall back on. Like you need a degree to teach. You, if you don't have a degree in teaching, you cannot teach. Therefore, it's a good degree to have. Um, technology is another degree right now that, as long as you get it in something worthwhile, like computer programming or information systems, um, architect or something like that, great to have. So yeah, stay in school. Don't. Yeah. You know what? This is probably going to irritate a lot of people, but I'm going to say it anyway because I hear it all the time. Even just being in the schools right now, um, kids are talking like, "Oh, I'm starting my YouTube career," and it's like, <laughs> you know, I and we have some. Granted, we have some friends that are very, very successful at that, and great for them. It it is a job. I, I realize they do do a lot of stuff, but do not throw your eggs in that basket. Honestly, I would say it's probably easier to become a professional athlete than it is to become a professional YouTuber. And yeah. becoming a professional athlete is one in a one in a million shot. You know, you Well, I mean, we're like pretty professional podcasters, so that's also a career opportunity. Yes, we have 11 people watching live. Totally <laughs> See, I, what I think we should do, I think we should start just shilling hardcore. Like, contact any company that'll have us, and we can start doing like 30, 45 second spots in the middle of the show Thank where you. we just plug their product. I would, I would do that. I would be all on board. If anyone wants to send me makeup, that would be cool too. <laughs> this episode sponsored by Milk. Not milk. I'm lactose intolerant. Good. Jess is going to drink a gallon of milk for this show. <laughs> Almond milk? 
I'm good nope, with almond milk. Straight up unpasteurized dairy milk. <laughs> that would be horrible. Yeah, that the 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 whole do it as a hobby, people. Seriously, because to be the 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 kind of piss on the parade, it's probably not going to pan out. Yeah, like have, have if you're going to do it, just at least have a backup plan. Or do it in your free time while you have a real job. Yeah. And if if it just so happens that you somehow make enough money that you can or get enough viewers that you can make a actual career out of it, then like transition into it. Go to part time at your work while exactly. you're still And I bet you those people who have gotten super famous at YouTubing probably will tell you the exact same thing. Yeah. Get a real job, people. Do this and, as a... and don't even if you make it big, like don't think that the money's always going to come in. Like it's not. Sorry, I want to I want to append my previous comment. I'm not saying that that YouTubing at that level is not a real job. I'm not saying that. I'm saying get a get a real world get job. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I want to change my my answer to my 19 year old self and and have nothing to do with school. It'll be. Become the first person who makes Minecraft videos. Oh, shit. If I was that guy, then my yeah. YouTube career would be huge. Or or just even go back a week and say, tell yourself, do Twitch plays Pokemon, but run fucking ads. Yeah. <laughs> when you have 100,000 viewers, ads, baby. Or Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Just sell random Bitcoins. Well, there was a guy yeah. when Bitcoin first came out who threw like $32 into it. And they were they were literally like three quarters of a penny a share. And he threw 32 bucks into it. And then 15, 16 years later, he heard about the explosion of it and realized, oh, shit, I have all this. So he's digging through all his crap trying to find the hard drive that had all these Bitcoin that were worth millions. <laughs> yeah, Bitcoin all the way. I don't know. Dumb luck. Don't bank on dumb luck, people. Bank on skill. Find a skill. Do it. And if dumb luck happens, great. I think we just crushed a lot of people's hopes. Yeah. That's what we. I love that part about this show. There comes a point the- when you're about 25, when when your your frontal lobe fully solidifies and your rationale, your, your decision making skills finally come into full focus, and like shit changes. It's really weird. You look at life completely different. You're like, that's a smart decision. I can't wait for Matt to hit that stage. Like, I hope he's still listening. Like, do you think he would have still purchased a $500 Xbox One completely on a whim? Uh, Probably. Yeah, you're right. Probably. That's what I like about Matt. Oh... We should start a philosophy show. We should. Spin off. <laughs> we talk uh, about the deep things. If you guys have been watching or listening to Manitank Podcast or Factory Sealed, why don't you come check out our other podcast, Philosophy and You. <laughs> deep thoughts We're and how to think to them. We're supposed like a tabletop one, too, and that didn't pan out. A lot of stuff we talk about never pans out. <laughs> True. It's always good to get perspective from people, though. I always enjoy life perspective. So, I have a suggestion for us. 
Michael Kelso has been writing in consistently for the past few months asking us to play a certain game. And we have failed. We have failed, but I do think it has been far enough away from when we played another game in this same series that it's time we can play this one. Um, And I think it's one of those that we actually do need to play through to completion, and that is Soul Blazer for the Super Nintendo. Never even heard of it. It's part of the creation trilogy with uh, Illusion of Gaia, Soul Blazer, and Terranigma. So it's actually a prequel to Illusion of Gaia. So Jess, you've Kevin, did you ever play Illusion of Gaia? Uh, I did. So this you'll be super at home with this game because it's pretty much the exact same layout, menus, sound effects, and everything. But it's more along the lines of like a cross between Act Razor and Dark Cloud in that you go through the dungeons pretty much in the same way that you did through Illusion of Gaia. And as you kill en- enemies and, and collect the different items in there, the town that you're in randomly starts to repopulate itself. And once you have it fully repopulated, the story can progress and, and you learn tidbits about what happened and you move on to the next town and kind of rinse and repeat. Cool. So Sounds exciting. Soul Blazer, let's do it. Done. You guys have any other thoughts? It's been a short show, hour and hour and a half this time. What uh what was it last week? We've been getting pretty long, like two over two hours. Wow. So nothing like Manatank podcast where after we've all moved away they push four hours. Yeah, I know. Eh? When we all used when like we used to all do it at my place, they would barely push after two. two and a half hours. We'd be like, Ugh. and now it's just we can't stop talking. Yeah, the quality of the show hasn't increased any, but we just talk. Oh God, more. no. no. <laughs> any final thoughts, guys? No. No. Stay in school, kids. Don't be a fool. <laughs> McGruff the crime dog. Wait, that's the wrong thing for this. Did you guys ever have dare and great programs? We had a VIP. What's that? An anti-drug thing. I know, but what's it stand for? Ooh. No idea. Dare was drugs, alcohol, resist, drugs and alcohol resistance education. Great was gang resistance education and training. I've got my dare and great certificates from when I was in elementary school. Thank you. Dare and great? Great. Gang resistance education and training. They teach you how to say no to the bloods and the crips without getting killed. That's pretty intense. Yeah, we had VIP. I I have no idea. No idea. I want to know what that stands for. Very important person. That's a stupid acronym for drugs. And we had a song that we sang, and it was like, VIP is cool. And that's all you said over and over again. Are you sure to... that wasn't a Vanilla Ice song? Um, Could have been. We could have plagiarized the plagiarized song. Nice. <laughs> oh, God. I think that's going to... That's going to do it for this week, I think. And last show, we forgot to plug our Twitter handle. So, Jess, where can we find you on Twitter? At Jessam Clarkson. Kev. Uh, at Dinner Dangles. You can follow me at Honest Pizza. That is going to do it for the week. Send us your emails, thoughts, questions, suggestions, anything you want. FactorySealManatank.com. 
We're going to try to be back next week, but uh, according to the doctor's visit today, Christy could explode at any time. So, so will... have you decided on names yet? We have Just not. Her. And I honestly think it's going to be a boy because we have literally zero boys' names picked out. Girl's name hammered down from the second we found out she was pregnant. Boy's name can't come up with anything. Jesse. Uh, I wanted to name I I seriously and it, it was one of those it's a family I think it's a family name. Anyway, it sounds like it is, but um I wanted to name my son Oliver so that I could have my son be OP. <laughs> oh man, you're retarded. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fucking OP, man. My kid's OP. I'm really glad you said that. <laughs> What's wrong with that? You should name your son Squall. Squall Cloud Bowling Peterson. Yes. Those are all great names. Done. I like to pull from Final Fantasy games or scissoring lightning bike chicks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would be a very good name for a daughter. Go by, she could go by scissoring. Yeah. Still. Even worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, we have no idea. So plus we're going through the whole process of moving soon, buying a house and all that crap. Didn't you guys just move? Last year. I'm trying to convince Eads to move down here. That would be fun. <laughs> Good luck. Eads you can stay with us in the heat. So just come, move up to Canada. Christy won't have it. Education sucks too much up there. Oh, I beg to differ. Do you now? All right, conversation for another day. We will see you all hopefully next week. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.